Y'all, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode, actually, I forgot, damn, what episode we're on, because we haven't recorded in a while, so. It's like 40-something. 40, yeah, it is 40-something. Uh, thank y'all, ladies and gentlemen, for being patient. Actually, this is the first video episode we're going to do. I'm actually here with my good friend, Jeff, which we will catch up on the story of how we know each other. Um, thank you, everybody, for being patient. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us on uh, 8-1, when we're at 8-1 Shop checking us out on facebook and instagram um we have a lot of great things to talk about with jeff actually we're going to be doing a lot of catching up a lot of uh back in the day talks it's actually episode 44 so thank you everybody to, for tuning in to episode 44 it's going to be different because like i said i've never done a video so if we do post this jeff you actually are the lucky one you get to be on the video first all right i'm famous already <laughs> put my face up there that's what's up, that's what's up. That's um, thank you, everybody, again, for tuning in. Happy New Year to everybody. This is actually the first one since the New Year, so Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you all for making last year a very badass year for us. It was dope. It was interesting. Uh, we look forward to making better things this year. So word, word. to get started, I wanted everybody to get to know my homeboy, Jeff, and actually how we met. Um First, Jeff, I want you to actually say your name and where you're from and all that good stuff so everybody could get a better, you know, visual of who you are before I go on and saying every yeah, false yeah, yeah. lie out there that there could be. I got you, Second I got you. thing, um, everybody, beer of the day is Shiner. Yeah. It's Shiner today. So that's what <laughs> we're drinking today. Shiner. Actually, when I first came out here, it was one of my favorite beers. Cool. Sounds um, good. But yeah, so my name's Jeff. If you don't know, it's Jeff with the G, G-E-O-F-F. It's... You know, not your typical. Actually, job. I didn't know it was with two Fs. I thought it was with one F. Nah, yeah, it's two Fs. Okay, so. cool. Just with the G. Um, I guess short story about me. You know, my mom's from Germany, so it's where the name Jeff with the G comes from out there. I didn't know your mom was from Germany. Yeah, she's Damn, from. Damn, I guess I'm learning something new right now too. See, it's been a long time. It's been it a long has time been a long time. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I don't even know how long it's been, but I remember when first met you were still at Sam's. I uh, you're working what in the bakery? Don't tell nobody yeah. my previous employment, man. Man, nah, that, that, nah, was, that was the old Billy. That was the old Billy. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It's all good. Now nah, remember, I worked at a first. I started as a cashier. Okay, okay. And yeah. then I got moved to a produce, taking oh, care of yeah. potatoes. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you was like, hustling. You was hustling back dude, then. Dude, that produce was no joke, though, man. Yeah, I remember. Anyways, I remember. but yeah, uh, back to what you were saying, man. Um, yeah, so I'm originally from Arizona, Phoenix. Uh, I came out here about nine years ago. Been out here since 2008. Um, and I love it. I went to TSU, went to school out here. Um, everything's been great so far. It's been leading up to the next, um, as far as like music wise. I do a lot of music. Um, for those who know me, I go by Y Influence or Young Influence. Um, and I do a lot of production, uh, I do rap. Uh, I write, so I do it all. I try to do it all, like a renaissance man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to do a little bit of everything. I mean, it, it, can't just stick in one category. For me, at least, I mean, I've always been someone who's always liked to challenge myself, and especially with music, it's, it's definitely been a passion, not just like a job or anything that you could just like, you know, take lightly. I've always taken it very seriously uh, in my book. So uh, long story short, you know, I've been out in Texas for like, in Houston, uh, for the past nine years or, or so, um, and you know, once I met up with you and Kevin, and uh, we we just had those those times where we were just like freestyling at my crib, and it was like history since. Yes, then, you know? he it's did like... say freestyling. <laughs> so yes, ladies and gentlemen, I did have a, a point in my uh, twenty-five years in career, career of huh? life. Like that I did go through a path where I was <laughs> freestyling. We all, we all did, well, though. We all freestyled. Yeah, we but, was like a cypher. Yeah, though. but I think it was like, that's p- kind of like, uh, you, I think everybody has to go through that. Yeah. But it kind of teaches you like um, being um, open-minded yeah. and actually speaking what like you more feel. more creative. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Definitely did. But I always had like that... Um, um, uh, immortal technique flow. That's yeah, the, that's yeah. The type of flow I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, when we used to freestyle, you always used to say that. Immortal I was technique. more, I was more like very deep. Like yeah. everybody was on some like I, I was more like breaking down like a story behind. Yeah, you always used to come with like this big complex like. A, 
yo, I was walking and <laughs> some shit happened. Like, yo, yeah, I'm like, yo, but oh, at, shit. But at the end of the day, like, when you would hear the flow, it was like, damn, that's a little story behind it, you know? I but, think we all kind of, like, challenged each other. Because yeah. uh, we used to have Daryl there, and, uh, I mean, he could spit. He always has those bars. And then, like, right after, it's like, oh, shit, I can't be, like, I can't be wild. Yeah, of course. Yo, of I got to I gotta come with it. Dude, like, I remember one time when we went, um, uh, we went to your house and I forgot what happened. Remember, it was one of them get togethers where we used to do like poker oh, yeah, or yeah. something. You know, yeah. it was one of them nights. Yeah, yeah. I remember all of y'all started flowing. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, damn, I'm not good at freestyling. <laughs> so I remember thinking, man, nobody here knows Spanish. So I, I, everybody was feeling, everybody was high and uh, yeah, drinking. Yeah. So I just started freestyling in Spanish. I just started going like off, like, <laughs> and everybody was like, damn. And I didn't even say nothing fancy, dog. Nah. I think everybody, uh, like, if they would have understood Spanish, they would have probably been like, Belly, that was whack. But I was like, hell, no, nah, I'm going to keep going because I was like, shit, you I ain't going to be the only crowd. one that ain't going to flow. Yeah, you was in a good crowd. Yes. None of us knew Spanish, so you was good. You got the pass on that one. Bro. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but back to the story of how we met, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, um, I remember um, I actually started working at Sam's. I think it was like 2010. Mm. Um, that's where Kevin used to work at. And then we both ended up working there. And that's yeah. actually how I met you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had actually been here, I think, for like two years. Yeah, I was out here. Was two years or three years? It was I about it was, two years because yeah. I, I moved out here fall 2008. Yeah, and then yeah. I started there like around 2010, in the 2010. So yeah. I think you had been here for like three years already or something like that. Yeah, it's... That's crazy. I don't even remember meeting Kevin. Like, I That's remember crazy. I knew him, but I, I don't remember how we met. But it's crazy. But and y'all, ladies and gentlemen, me being me, I started you know talking. And yeah, we started clicking. Yeah, ben, yo, Benley has that personality. Yeah. He, was just, he was out there, and I was like, we just clicked up ever since then. It's like yo, I cut hair. I remember you and my barber like no yeah barber. for a long time where you were still letting was, you, was, you were like, still yo, trying to let the hairline survive. I was letting <laughs> it survive before, before I, ladies and gentlemen, before all you knew me. I did have dreadlocks, serious dreadlocks. Oh, yeah, you did. And then when I met Bentley, I had cut my hair. Yeah. This was after, like, two years being out here. I cut my hair, and I was faded for, like, a while. Oh, wow, now, man. Now I'm rocking the bald look. Like, the bald is definitely, that's where it's at, man. That's where I keep it, man. But, uh, yeah, I had dreads, man. And, and then after I cut them, you were my number one barber because I couldn't find a barber that would just keep my hairline. Nice oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah! Nice I remember. Oh, and like, yo, it was, it was a. But you know what, time. man? I remember. Uh, I get props to the barber that does a uh, uh, LeBron's hair. I actually follow <laughs> yeah, him on yeah. Instagram. But you see, that I always said that there, there was, a, there was a way of fixing his edge up, dog. I knew oh, how to fix that man. edge up, dog. I think you see that... what it is? Is you let it grow. Yeah. And then you comb it forward. Yeah. yeah so yeah. his actual hairline is back here. Right. But the hair's coming forward, so he's edging so you're it up on it the, at the bottom. Tip of the hair, right? Yeah. Than, yeah. So, See, that's why I had the same problem. Like, a lot of the barbers, they didn't do that. They would just push it back to where the hair Yeah, and then it just started going yeah, too back. I'd be looking ratchet, man. <laughs> like, yo, you just need to let go, man. Let go and walk let by go, faith. Let go, dog. Walk by faith on that one, so. I feel you. <sighs> but, time. yeah, man, I remember when we first met, man. It was like a quick click. Um, ladies and gentlemen, everybody listening. Um, before, you know, we started recording, um, we were talking and catching up and stuff. And, um. Actually, one of the reasons we, I, I, you know, I ever knew what it felt like to work in a group and putting creativity together and putting a podcast out there or even talking about anything or, you know, like you were making beats. Kevin was making beats for a while. He still does. But, you know, before us even doing a podcast or anything like that, you know, yeah. um, it, I got the idea or the feeling of what it felt like to work with creative people is when I was with you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. when I met you, mm -hmm. we used to do like... Um, I think it was like every Friday or Saturday. You get what I mean? Yeah. It was a part-time job, so right after work, we yeah. used to like all go to your house yeah. and just chill. And you were like the only one with his own place, so it was like that was the place to that be. That was the you spot, yeah. yeah. And to... man, we used to like you know pack it up, and it was like nothing but and it was vibes. It was, just it was vibes. Yeah, vibes. it was like and everybody that... just pitching ideas off of each other. Yeah, this was like maybe like five years ago, six yes. years ago, and this was like. We we're just like, yo, we should do this, we should do that. Like even the point where we're at now, having this podcast, we were it was like an idea, and we were just like, 
yo, it would be dope if we linked up and we did this. Because we were all on the same page and we are like, especially Kevin, he, like, he's, he's like a, a little innovator, you know? Like, yeah. you tell him something and he's like, oh, yeah, I know a way we could do that. You know what I mean? Yes, of course. And I'll yeah. be like, I'll be like, oh. Yeah, okay. so shout out to Kevin. I mean, he's one of the ones, that he, he's one of the ones that helped me, you know, definitely, start this. Definitely. And he's, he's one of the ones that helped me, especially with my films, like, uh, or my, my uh, projects, uh, putting those projects together and, like, uh, getting those videos out. He's definitely like A1 with the video camera. So it's been a long time coming. I mean, uh, we still got a lot of work to do, but I mean, especially at this point, it's definitely a staple in the music timeline, you know, as far as like Kevin's came, especially like since he's been making beats, I've heard a lot of his beats and like, I think the last one he showed me, I was like, yo, you made that? Yeah, he's come a long <laughs> he's way. He's came man. a long way. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, and I didn't even, I didn't even expect, you know, him to, to, uh, open open up in the producer realm you know what i mean as yeah, far as yeah, like yeah. making beats you know a lot of people just talk about it but shout out to him because uh he, he's came a long way uh, there's a lot more to come and i'm excited i'm excited for, uh, the link up with right now was necessary because uh, oh yeah, yeah of course it was like <clears throat> i think we haven't seen each other i think it was like three years yeah I think it's, it's been, it's been like three years. i just did the math right now when we we're talking yeah and i think it's been about three years because i've seen you once at this hollow at the halloween party that, what was uh that? the one that uh ruben used Ru to do Ruben's for yeah, yeah. yeah so that was the last time i ever seen you so i think that was like three years ago yeah, it had to be because it, 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 it's been a while Shit. but yeah man <laughs> back, back to you know what i like to say reality but yeah so yeah man i know you've been working on a lot of things and stuff like that but um, I like, I would like to tell everybody, you know, I like for people to hear like where everything started for you. Cause I know one of the amazing things that I always caught, you know, the attention to me, like to click with you, it was your creativity. You get what yeah. I mean? When it came to producing and stuff like that. Man. So for example, I remember one time, um, I think I was with my home, with my, home, with my cousin, mm -hmm. Jose Chachi. You remember Chachi? Right? Yeah. So one time we went to your house, I forgot what we were doing. But that's when you first showed me, you know, one of your tracks, and then you're like, hey, look, I made this beat. Yeah. And then, then that's when I started. I was like, oh, shit, like, that's badass, dude. You should do this. We should do that, and we should do this. Here I am trying to tell you, you get what I'm saying, what to do. <laughs> but then it was like, little did I know, you were like, you know, feeling it. You know, you were like, damn, this dude, you know, has, yeah. has, has ambition, too. No. So that's how we clicked. But where did that, that I, I've never asked you where it all started, you know, for you to, like, start producing and all that stuff. Damn, that's a, that's a good question because for me, um, a lot of people that I meet nowadays, they're like, man, you have that ear. You definitely have it, regardless of you know how far my music's taken me or whatever. And I believe it. I mean, I definitely do uh, believe I have an, a true knack for music and a true ear for it. Um, but the crazy thing about it is the way it started for me was um, I was in high school um, and my friend, I wasn't even into hip hop, which was rare which is weird like i was definitely not even into hip-hop i listened to like a lot of punk rock i listened to a lot of uh, metal i was into skateboarding i was into just heavy i was a heavy outcast man. yeah and uh I was freshman year of high school uh one of my friends um we actually just became friends that year he's a white dude and uh he was, he was crazy into uh Eminem and like Nas and this was back when Eminem was like Slim Shady and yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah and uh, shout out to Mike his name's Mike uh, back home in Arizona and uh, for my birthday he gave me um, he gave me the Nas CD Illmatic and then he okay. gave me uh, he gave me like Slim Shady uh, some freestyles and back then uh, we just got into freestyle heavy like you know the the feel of it the you know you get the crowd you get the yeah. freestyle off the dome top like. That was it, you know what I mean? And so, I don't know what really inspired me to get into it other than him giving me those CDs and I was listening to him. And then, you know, Nas telling his stories and I was just like, yo, what? What is this? Who is this? Yeah, the yeah, beats? Yeah. And there was some like on the on the little, it was like a little burnt CD. It wasn't even a real CD of like Back Slim Shady. CDs were popping. You know, when you used to burn CDs for people and shit. And uh, he burnt like this LP of like all Slim Shady freestyles. And there were some beats on there. They were just like nothing but beats, like from uh, New York producers. And um, I remember I'd just go home, I'd listen to those beats, and I'd listen to. Uh, then the next track would be like uh, Slim Shady, like freestyling. And then I, I would just try to mimic it. I would be like, Yo, this dude, he just freestyled for like eight minutes. Yeah. And yeah, I'd be yeah. like, What? And, I was, and it was just like, it was. I just became engulfed in it after then, and I would listen to those beats. And then uh, right after that. Uh, 
like maybe the, the same year I think my parents they had bought me like this little DJ system it was like piece of it was a bullshit man it was like it's like one of those startup kits for like with a bullshit. it was I mean, one of those yeah. startup kits man and yeah. I, I swear it was like probably like a hundred bucks at Best Buy but uh, you can make beats on it it had like some preloaded beats it was like a little DJ system you could DJ on it you could upload music I remember just being in my room for for hours and hours like my parents would call me down for dinner I would miss dinner and uh, I wouldn't come down to like two, three in the morning until like everything's all clean, and I'd just be in my room, just messing with that, trying to make like little baby beats. And like for a while, kind of got like my fundamentals going. Like, okay, a beat make is like, how do I make that sound? Like, I would hear like a like a sample, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what sampling was, so I'd be like, how do I make that sound? Like, okay, I'll try to mimic it and try to go back and make that beat. I'd be like, damn, like that's what just sparked my curiosity mm-hmm. for for making beats. And then, of course, with like, you know, that upbringing with Nas and Slim Shady and just bring, put, tying all that together with my with my youth, my adolescence. I mean, the rest is history. I mean, after that, um, I just started making beats heavy. Then I, I, I talked to my god brother. He got me into like different programs, different studios, internships. And uh, I started learning about it. I started learning like, oh, this is what like this is what a bar is. This yeah. is what uh, this is. This is how you layer a beat. This is what a drum beat is. This is what, you know, this is a, a hi-hat. And from there, I started actually, like, really producing using, uh, like, FL Studio was, like, my main floor ground. And because you could, it was so simple to get acquainted with. Um, after that, man, I just started making beats because I had that ear. And whatever I would hear, I would just try to mimic, you know, whatever's in my head. You know, you hear a song, you just, like, Oh, this would be tight as a beat. And just for so people mean. don't, uh, who people don't know, on some of the beginning episodes, uh, we used to play. I used to, and I still do every now and then. We play um, beats and stuff like that oh, in yeah. the beginning as an intro or in the background. On this episode, I'm gonna play one of your beats in the background. Yeah. But just so people know, secretly in there, there is some beats that Jeff. My, he's one of the ones that I have doing. I've only played two people's beats on the on the podcast. Oh really? Up, up to now, it's yours and uh, Kevin's. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I oh, played shit, yours. I that's so that's why one time a while back I asked you like, "Hey, uh, you think I can have some of your beats?" Oh and yeah. I think you sent me some. Yeah. And I, did, I played I it. I used about two of them. Okay. And okay. on one of them, I used it through the whole thing. You know, it was just yeah. looping in the background. You know, like. That's what's so up. yeah, I yeah. Know. I've only what's used up. two people's, and it's yours and the Kevin's. So yeah. Um. So yeah, just so people know, you know, that's. That's the homeboy, it's, Jeff. It's been a come up, man, because since then, that was like back in high school, freshman year. And then since then, like uh, I like freestyling got me more into rap. So like off the top of the dome. And I always thought like if the better you are freestyling, the better you are rapping. But I mean, everybody's different to each his own. You know, you might write something better than you freestyle. But I always appreciated the art of freestyling. Even even now to now, it's like if you can freestyle, man, you're just you're golden in my book. You know what I mean? Like, I remember I listened to like Big L and like Common, mm-hmm. and Common and Big L they could freestyle for like five ten minutes straight, and I'd just be like, yo, these guys freestyling is something. Else, you know what I mean? Yeah. It is just, uh, it, it I I got engulfed in it, and then who's the best freestyler you've met? I met. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, For me, shout out to Chris. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. 87. Mr. 87. I, 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 I think Daryl. But Daryl. Young, yeah. Young D. He's he's a beast. He was the natural. He's very underrated. I don't know if anybody knows. Shout out to Young D. His name's Daryl. Uh, from Houston. From Houston. And um, he's one of my good partners. And uh, he could just, he could freestyle. Like, he was good at minutes. Yeah, at, he yeah. was good at freestyle. And he, he's just very realistic. Like bars. He's been through a lot. Yeah, you could tell. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you yeah. have to be gone through a lot to, to say some shit like um yeah he's good man, man. I, I, fire. I, <laughs> man on fire remember that yo i remember okay so like you guys would be there i remember like kevin one day was like yo uh i think i don't know if it's kevin or i think noah was there your cousin yeah it's like yo can you just make a beat on the spot and i was like uh yeah shit make a beat and then so we were seeing like how long it would take me it took me like 15 minutes and he he actually he gave me the sample it was like a spanish band uh we looked it up on youtube uh and we sampled it i, I don't even know what it's like Desiarago or something like yeah. that it was a song name and so we took the sample i was like okay i could sample that so i sampled it put some drums to it real quick then right after that uh i put some hats and I, I don't even have the beat with me anymore but uh it was dope. They were like, yo, this was this is ill, this is ill. They're like, let's make a track to this. It took me like fifteen minutes to make the beat. And they they loved it. 
And that's that's when it like started clicking with me. I was like, oh, okay, okay, shit. I think I got a handle on what because I I, I I didn't even know. He just was like, can you sample this? And I that's when it clicked with me. And I was like, damn, I think. Now I, that you said, what's the art of sampling? The art? Yeah. Well, what what's what goes be like? Goes behind it. Yeah. What goes behind it? Because it's so easy. Like for example, there's people, man. Like for example, Kevin, you're one of them. Yeah. Like we could be listening to a track. I'm not gonna say me because it takes me like a long time to realize. Yeah. Oh shit, that's a sample. Yeah, you know what I mean. But there, there is an art to it. You yeah, know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. It's there's, like, there's different ways you can do it because I've cha- I've changed in the ways I've sampled. When I first started sampling, what I would do is I would take a song, and uh, and I would there's a there's a there's like a little automation in, in FL Studio where you can slice up a beat to like a million different slices, and I would slice it up and I'd use like different parts and I would, and uh, I would just like. It would, it would almost sound like a New York beat, almost every one, because it would have like that brief sample, then it'd be like drums, so it'd be like, dun, 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 dun. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'd be like something like that. Yeah, and I, yeah. and I, I didn't really know what sampling was then, but then as I learned, I you know, you could like rip whole samples, like whole sections of songs, and then you can make them what you want. So like, you know, you hear a song, you hear like... Um, Let's see, Mary J. Blige, you know, uh, no hateration, and you know, you just mm-hmm. you hear that intro part, and you're like, you're like, oh, okay, I like that little part right there. Yeah. And then you just want you want to put some drums to it. You can actually sample that. You can actually cut that part out. You can uh, layer it with some drums. Then you could layer it with whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so basically, what sampling is like recycling music. You know, that's why I, that's why I love music so much. I don't. I I, I kind of hate like some people when you do sample stuff. They'll put rights. So you have to get those rights first. So it's 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 hard, but um. So even if you if so for example if you were to sample something like uh, anything, let's just say another example. I'll give you a Spanish song or any song I like, and you sample it for me, and you make yeah. a beat off of that. So yeah. you have to get the rights off yeah. of that little part. Exactly. Even if you're doing something with it new. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because say if you own that song, it's your song. So can't really nobody should. I shouldn't say should, but nobody can legally usually use it for their own benefit unless you give them the rights mm-hmm. yeah i mean see music business is a whole different ball game you know, which you is the it. next question i have for you is <laughs> how do you feel about the is is music a hard industry to make it in like do you think and you've been you know what i'm saying like uh it's it could go different ways it could be both uh it can be hard you just yeah you know that saying you know it's not what you know it's who you know yeah definitely goes a long way in music uh it, it, it can be a very hard industry industry to make it um but it depends on how far you want to make it because there's a lot there's people who's like oh i don't want to make songs like that i only want to make songs this way you know what i mean and then there's people who's just like oh it's just music i'm gonna make a song like how i feel you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very diverse i mean it, it, it's definitely hard because you know everything's a business it's like politics you know it's like oh we want this type of song to play for the radio we want this type of song to play for you know to open up um so i, I will say it's a challenge it's definitely been a challenge for me so it's not been easy but um for some people it's a lot easier because you might have those connections that a lot of people don't um you know if you're higher up like you you're you have friends and family that are already in the music business or in some form of media business. I think the doors there easier to, you know. Yeah, it's easier to walk through. You know, I mean, you it's like here's my, you know, this is my son. You know, let me let me hand you his stuff. Let me let me show you his Yeah, yeah, of course. It's been working. It's good credibility, you know. Yeah. Whereas someone who's like you and me coming off the street, it's like uh, I don't know if I'd even give that a chance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. even trying to reach people like that could be hard. So yeah, but it's what you make it. I mean, if you're making good quality music, you gotta have confidence in it. You gotta uh, push it. Um, and I'm just now developing. I've been doing it for the past like 15, 16 years. And even now, I'm just now emerging into like who I feel like I am as an artist. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've been a producer like for majority of the time. I produce for a lot of people. Um, one of the main artists I produce for out here, he's from New Orleans. His name's City. So if you guys know him, you know you guys know me from a lot of the productions we've done together. Yeah. And I haven't really been a like spoken artist. Like I've always looked up to like Kanye West artists who've been like producers and then developed in the artist. Um, 
So you would want to make that switch. You would want to do sure. both. Definitely. I, I I don't I don't feel like it would be a switch. I feel like it's more of an like a an awakening, you know, an opening up because for me, you know, producing was one way of like me explaining something or telling a story mm-hmm. um, without using words. And it's a lot hard to use words. It's a lot harder to use words sometimes. You know, sometimes you want to explain something, you can't verbally say it. Like it's me, like for feeling. example, I feel sometimes I like for example, what, that's one of the things I struggle. Like when I had when I first started the podcast, yeah. it was one of the things like I used to suck at expressing you get what I'm saying I like talking yeah. but when it comes to expressing or making a point or something yeah. I used to suck at it dude it was like yeah. you get what I'm saying because right. it's harder like you said it's harder to put it in words than what it is to just it's easier said than done basically right 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 and, and that's why I like music because it's it's all like free form it's um, you know you can do what you want with it like you know with the exception of today's music now it's there's like a lot of auto tune which I don't hate you know which is there's a lot of people who just need to express themselves that way or can only express themselves this way. So I can't, like, I don't really judge people. You know, I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. But at the same time, I, I'm not going to judge you. If you make a song, you sound like this person. You make a song, you sound like that person. I'm not going to judge you because at the end of the day, it's how you feel. You know what I'm Correct, saying? Correct, yeah. So, uh, so, like, that being said, when, you know, I do music and, you know, I, I, I look at, like, a new song or a new track that I'm doing, um, I, I just think about how I'm feeling or the feeling that I want to project rather than how I want this track to sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I do like have a, a mindset of like, oh, I want this to be like a uppity beat, like maybe a club type of beat or maybe like a deeper like meaning type of feel. But I just really go with like my gut feeling. Um, so I brought a couple songs um, and you can listen to them. And uh, that one I showed you earlier, that was one that I was just like, I was going through it and I was just feeling this way. Even the beat, like when I made the beat, I was like, I think I was working on something else at the time. I was working on another beat, mm-hmm. and then I was going through like my sample library, and I heard that like it was a, it was like a, uh, almost like a DJ mustard like kind of a bass, like yeah, dun, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, ooh, it was like, ooh, this is nasty. And so I stopped immediately what I was working on, and then I, I went to a new project and I, I started working on that beat. And I was like, this is too nasty. I was like, I don't even want to give this to nobody. I was like, I just want to work on it myself. So so then I started work building up the beat. I made that drum. And then I made the uh I made like a Sith right after that. Right after that, I just was like, okay, the rest can be built. I just started I started uh writing to it. And I started writing. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Went through a couple trial error phases and then before you knew I had a hook. And right after I had the hook, I was like, okay, okay. So now I could work on the beat again. So that was my process. So mm-hmm. I went back and forth. And I typically I will go like a lot back and forth until I have something solid. And I mean, that was just my process. It's more of like a feeling for me. It's not like, you know, oh, I, I want to make this type of track. I want to have this person on it. You know, you just go in there, you, you unleash. For me, it's like, it's like going to the gym. You know, you release that stress, you release that feeling. You put it on wax, you know, and you get it done. So, yeah, yeah, of course. You know that it, it all goes back to like when you first asked me how how uh, I discovered hip hop and like my roots is like freestyle and it's it's all what you're feeling like same thing up here. You know when I was in school when I was at, in high school, um, a lot of us we had the same type of vibe. We were doing like break dancing, we were freestyling. It was like it wasn't like that old. It wasn't that long ago. I'm not that old, but it yeah, was just yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was Making just it sound like you're fucking <laughs> old and shit. But you know what I'm saying? It was just the it was just the vibe that we like because we just like to feel what was going on, you know, in our heads and try to put that out, you know, whether that be free form dance. People were like some of my friends were good at like graffiti, like heavy and like that was the way that they expressed themselves and I was like I remember uh the first time I met you not even the first time. I was like, that first, where we started getting to know each other, you were like, hey, man, yeah, I was on this video. Remember that group you were in for a little while? Oh, yeah. And yeah, that yeah. track y'all dropped? Oh, Warriors. my God. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> Come Prophecy. on and play. Yeah. Well, that was in New York. That was yeah, in New York. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 that was in Staten Island. Shout out to uh, Chino Vega, um, who's in Staten Island, New York. He actually, uh, he's pretty heavy in basketball. He's, he's doing big things out there. Shout out to Ample in basketball. Uh, that's Chino Vega. And we had a group. It was called Prophecy. And my homeboy uh, back in Arizona, his name's um, Stax. 
Actually, we call him Rakhalid now. He's an Egyptian. And he, yo, we just, we were a clique. We were like brothers, band of brothers, man. We went to New York. We shot a video, recorded a mixtape. We performed out there. It was big. And I think I, at that time, I had just moved to Houston. It was like 2009, 2010. Uh, I think I remember because I remember you telling me, yeah, man, I went out to New York. Yeah, it was a big experience. So I remember my mom, she called me. She was like, yeah. She's like, where are you at? I was like, uh, I'm at this shop right now. <laughs> She's like, I got, I got these charges on your credit card. They say from New York. Is that you? And I was like, yeah, I'm in New York right now. She's like, what are you doing in New York? I'm like, oh, I'm with the uh, experimenting mom. Yeah, I was in the studio. When she called me, I was in the studio. I was already laying down my verse, and uh, she had called me, and she was, I was, she was like worried, and I was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm with Khaled because she knows Khaled. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm with Khaled. Yo, we're chilling right now. We're in New York. We're about to perform. She was like, she's like, oh, you know, real quick, she was just like, oh, be safe, you know what I mean? And I was just like, the rest was history out there. And I went out there like a dumbass, like with one hoodie, like this shit, in New York, you know what I'm saying? And like a jacket. I've it was like been in New York. 32 degrees, it was fucking cold. I was like, oh my God, yo. It was crazy, it was crazy. But, and uh, lesson to be learned, it was good fun, you know what I mean? It was, it was something, uh, an experience out there, especially recording. Those tracks it took all night, man. We went through uh, like 13 tracks in like two days recording. Damn. Fucking all day. Chino, shout out to Chino, man, because he's a he's a leader. He's a he's a motivator. Oh, really? He was just he was like the leader of the group. He was like, yo, we got studio time at this time. Let's go. All right. Then we. It's crazy how when it comes to like leaders, man. It, it it's it's. I don't know, man. It, it's so crazy. Like how many leaders i think i've been around you get what i mean but yeah. sometimes you don't notice it until yeah. like later you get what i'm saying or maybe the other people did realize it hey this dude is a leader yeah but maybe that person hadn't figured out hey he is a leader Snapchat. you get what i'm saying yeah <clears throat> i think i think when it comes to like being a leader um it comes with a certain level of experience because you might not even really realize it at that time you know as far as like being a leader you gotta you gotta go through some shit to know how to lead, you know. Leading is a whole, it's, it's, a, it's a different ballgame. Yeah. And I'm, I'm referring to every type of leading. I'm referring to like management of your job or uh, just, you know, doing things outside of work or just being a natural leader or being a revolutionary like all these other people we've had, like MLK, yeah. which is MLK Day uh, tomorrow. Shout tomorrow. out to MLK, which is something I'm gonna ask you about. Right. Um, but yeah, I think being a leader, man, is something. It's it's a big responsibility. But like you said, this guy, Chino, he sounded like a leader, and I could tell, like, since you started talking to him, uh, the story of him, mm-hmm. I could tell that he was the leader in it. <laughs> it's just funny because uh, I don't know. That was such it was such a long time ago, and it was just like uh, it was surreal, you know, at the time. You know, he set everything up for us. Um, and I was just it was like, oh, this is going to be our big break. You know, we're going to New York. And, I mean, it was cool. It definitely set the bar for us. We, I mean, we still had more to overcome. But at that point, I, it was just, it was surreal, like I could say. Like, you never, never did I think we would go to New York. And I, we were performing at some, like, little uh, hip-hop shop. And they had, like, a little contest to see who was, like, the best performance. And we had won that. But, you know, I didn't even know we were competing. I was just like, okay, we're gonna go. And the only thing I was worried about at that time was like my bars. Like, I was like, my bars gotta be on point. Like, regardless of whatever, fuck everything else, my bars gotta be on point. You know what's crazy though about when you say bars, it reminds me, I, um, who was I talking about this with? We were somewhere, we were talking about this. Oh, we were at the previous podcast um, uh-huh. at 8 1, shout out to 8 1 Shop. Uh, we were talking about future. Yeah. How they say Future used to be like very uh, big on his bars. Like, really? Yeah, they say Future was like, um, there was a time when he was like, man, every bar has to be like, you know, crazy. Yeah. But he wasn't getting no no attention. Right, right, right. But then that's when he was like, he just took a step back and he was just like, hey, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I can't hate him, dude. Yeah, yeah. You can't hate him. I mean, it, it's like... I can't either. When, I mean, when you hear a story like that, it's like, hey, you're trying to get... It's like T-Pain. Yeah. I, I remember everybody say. used to hate on T-Pain because yeah. of the whole auto-tune thing. Yeah. But if you really... I don't know if people have actually seen it or not, but T-Pain could actually sing. Oh, yeah. You get what I mean? Like... Even then, 
He, I remember like when he first came out, he was like his big thing was like rapper turned singer, T Pain. Like, yeah. He's the rapper turned singer. That was his thing, like his gimmick almost. And uh, he used to explain it. He used to have like a backstory, like yeah, I used to be a rapper and this and that. Same thing with Chris Brown. And uh, Chris, Chris one Brown of the reasons, one of the dope. reasons that they started singing was like I remember he was like I just started doing it for the ladies. Uh, in Chris Brown's case but in T-Pain he was like I forget what his, his reason was it could have been the same thing but um, his thing was like I'm a rapper turned singer and I mean I don't have anything against that I think uh, I think like expressing yourself shouldn't be limited to but how could form, like you know and even later how could you hate on a dude like for example when from now on every like from now on to further generation mm-hmm. when people mention autotune you're gonna mention T-Pain you right, have to. Right, right. You have to. Yeah. If you don't, like, you're you're an idiot. He's yeah. basically the entrepreneur. How many people been using AutoTune even before T Pain? But I think it's T Pain who actually like embraced it and was like, I'm gonna take the heat for this shit. Right, right, right. But I'm I'm doing my thing with it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? He did do it. Do his about thing T-Pain with songs like they used to jam. Like. Dude, like, I'm spread, <laughs> uh, uh, dude, had me wanting to wash the dishes I'm for put any you girl. In the lock, <laughs> somewhere in Aspen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. me. Dude, I me mean, wanting to be sprung. I didn't even know what the word sprung right. meant at the time. I was so young. But right. they was like, I want to be sprung. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah. you, uh, you got to give it to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, like, you got to open the doors. And I think you know? my mentality changed a lot when it came to like things like that. Because I remember I was probably one of the ones like, man, T-Pain doing auto-tune. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Like, right, what is right. that? That ain't, you know, hip-hop. That ain't music. That blah, blah, blah. But I think once I started like, um, you know, doing like, all of this, the podcast and all these other things, mm-hmm. is when I started showing like my respect for a lot of people group. Like, yeah. Like for example, T Pain, uh, DJ Khaled yeah, is one yeah. of the oh, ones yeah. that I used to like. I ain't <laughs> even gonna lie, I used to bash, dude. I used to right. be like, what does DJ Khaled do, dude? Yeah. But me, we talked about this on the previous podcast uh, at eight one. Um, dude, he's the dude with the group message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to do another one. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he's the one that puts everybody together. You get what I mean? And yeah. has the ear for like, hey, we should do this or we should right. do that. And you know, people forget he's a DJ. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like the dude is not stupid. He knows music. You yeah. get what I mean? One thing. I and the hustle. I can't the hustle, not the, the hustle. hustle. Exactly. That's the thing I got to respect the most is the hustle. The dude is a natural hustler. Dude. Mm-hmm. The dude hustles. And that's what it is. It's like, that's one thing I wanted to mention because uh, I was talking to my friend last week and he was like, in music, um, you can be whoever you want to be. You know what I mean? If you want to be next week and you want to say um, you're Bentley from the Barrio, and guess what? You're Bentley from the Barrio, man. Nobody's going to go back and be like, oh, well, you know, he's not from the Barrio. And, you know, you haven't made this track. You know, you you made that track, you know, what you want it to be. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I just said that to say this because uh, when you make music, it's your expression of how you feel. You know, nobody can hold you. Um, I mean, I guess you can be held accountable for exactly, like, what you're saying, you know, to a specific degree. But nobody can tell you how to feel, you know. I guess that's the end point is what I want to say. Is like, nobody can really tell you how justify how you feel if you feel a certain way you feel like you're you know in a gangster mood by all means Billy. be a gangster <laughs> yeah man it's crazy <laughs> ladies and gentlemen these like right now i feel like so comfortable when me and jeff talk it's like even like it's not even because we're recording the podcast this is actually how we talk on a daily basis it's right. like back and forth like hey this that and then he comes back with something and this is just the way we've always been and i think that's what you know has made an amazing relationship between us is you know, we always, we're very blunt and we mm. keep, you know, we're very open. I think that's what makes great uh, conversations. Yeah. But, man, you know what I just, I just thought about right now? Um, you know, you, you, well, I knew you, right? Mm. But Kevin knew Chris. Remember? Chris, but you yeah. and Chris had never talked. Y'all didn't even, like, like really talk that's, in the beginning. That's true, that's true. I yeah. didn't really know Chris. For yeah, us. and me and Kevin took pride in hooking up two black people. You <laughs> get what I'm saying? Like, man, oh, we hooked up two black people. Yeah, Actually, a light-skinned uh, black folk. With yeah, the- <laughs> it was a dark skin. <laughs> yeah. I'm bullshitting. I got I to I give y'all props. Well, Chris, he's very, he's very open-minded. I'm glad I got to meet him because he... I'm going to try and get him on. Watch. Uh, he, he has a lot of great, like, 
points of views. We have a, we share a lot of the same ideas. Uh, and he's very well. You should definitely get him on here because he's definitely um, open minded. I mean, he speaks his mind. Oh, of course. you know he's yeah, definitely yeah. very yeah, well spoken yeah, yeah. as far as that goes. He doesn't hold shit back, and so. I think he'd be a great person to be on the show because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has that person. But I remember, man, it was like uh, me and Kevin, man, it was like, hey, man, uh, me and Kevin were talking like, hey, this dude Jeff, and Kevin was like, what for, for real? And then yeah. he used to be like, my homeboy Chris feels like this. I was like, hey, so I think it was one time like I don't even I don't even know if it was like poker yeah. or if it was like. Um, it hey, we're gonna work on night. music on something. Yeah, right? I, it might have been a poker night because that's when we had a lot of people from Sam's. Yeah, over. it was like him. I think Jose. Uh, we had a lot of people, man. Shit, everybody. I remember Jose poker. from. Produce. You know, we still play poker. For real? Yeah, dude. I still keep that. Keep that going, bro. I just think like when it comes to poker, man. Like, um, even if you don't know how to play, like we've had a lot of people that learn how to play. You know oh what yeah. Mean? But it's it just, a good coming but, together. Yes, that's it's a the good point, and that's why I love to do it. It's because it brings that you know, you know, that bond together between yeah. a lot of people. Because you don't even really have to sit there and play; you just chat like we're exactly. Chatting now and you just like, and that's up. why you know, uh, it, 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 it it's it's badass. You buy a couple of drinks. Nobody yeah. spends no money. The most you're gonna spend is twenty five bucks. Yeah. Twenty for the buy in, five mm-hmm. to pitch in. And Shit, you're unless good. you're playing with like Ruben. Ruben's like a fucking poker master, man. He's stealing all your money. I still play. You get what I'm saying, <laughs> but. Yeah, man, it, it it was an amazing you know experience doing that with all of us. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get Chris on there now. Get him on yeah, here. Yeah, talk to him. That. Get him on here. I mean, he he you know he freaking talks for days. Remember, uh, I don't know if you remember, but we were we were doing the same thing. We were having that freestyle. And we were just talking, and I used to sit there and I used to have the mic on recording. Like when we would sit there and have I remember our, I put that in one of my mixtapes. It was just like it was him. He was talking about. He was talking about, yeah, I'm not no, uh, I'm not no weekend rapper. He's like, I'm a, I'm a Monday through Friday artist, and he's like, I'm gonna talk to you about some real shit. He's like, I'm gonna be like J Cole. I'm gonna tell you about some shit that you go through because that's all I know. He's yeah. like, I'm not no club, like no, 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 no. He's like, I'm not no club, you know, rapper or whatever. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And I remember I had cut that little part out because I used to like the shit we used to talk about was real. And it was like some real deep stuff as far as like the ideas we wanted to come Dude, up with. Dude, the ideas we had were and like amazing. I just wanted to keep those, even if it was just in the archives forever. So yeah, I would record that. I would just sit there, had a mic on, and just be like, all right, we'll see where it Dude, goes. it's crazy because you were the first person I knew who had mics. <laughs> you were the first person I knew that had the little, you know, studio set up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was just like, like home that's what opened my eyes to realize shit is possible. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And it's just like how far you want to take it. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was just, man, like, we've been through a lot, man. So that's why, in a way, I, and ladies and gentlemen, I'll do this in front of everybody, but I wanted to show you gratitude because, you know, because of you is, yeah. you know, a lot of the reasons, you know, this podcast started and, you know, way back, um, you know, memories and, yeah. you know, things we did is what carried on and brought me to, you know, want to do this, do you this know, and do today. different things. So, I feel that. Well, I mean, the gratitude's returned, man, because... The, I mean, it just goes hand in hand. The reason I continue to do stuff is because of you and Kevin and Chris and people like that. Y'all are like part of my team, you know, as yeah, far yeah. as like motivating me as far as creating those ideas. Because if I didn't have y'all to create those ideas with and to like um, develop myself, I, I mean, I wouldn't be anywhere, especially yeah. with my like last tape. I put that out with the help with Kevin and, uh, you know, shooting those videos and stuff like that. Like Kevin really stuck it out with me and just be like yo let's go shoot this let's go shoot that let's shoot promotion like pictures and yeah yeah all yeah. this stuff you know that takes time and man i remember when you dropped one of your first mixtapes we we uh you did a photo shoot right here at the park in southwest yeah ah man i forgot what it was called the mixtape yes um the take off your cool no not that one not that one dude it was uh, probably your first one damn i don't even know <laughs> don't even dude know. it was so a long time ago Man, that's crazy. It's, such, it's just so many memories, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, switching gears a little bit. Uh, we've been talking for 45 minutes, dude. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, I wanted to bring up a few little topics I wanted to talk about. You get what I'm seeing? Um, I just choked up on you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I right. think it's because I heard somebody out there. And all yeah, that, that. They, they filling up the booths over there. I saw, it sounded kind of close. Anyways, um, 
one of the topics I had in mind was um, well tomorrow's MLK Day. Yeah. Um, very respected day here in the uh, United States, which is uh, to me, I'm not off, but I wish I was off. Yeah, I gotta work. Yeah, me too. But um, <laughs> I, I think it's badass, man. Uh, it, it it must be um, for you, you know, you being uh, black in the United States. How does it feel? You know, it's a it must be a very sentimental moment at the time. Obama's last. You know, yeah. about to leave. Yeah, yeah. And then MLK Day. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is it like how far we've come type of deal, or how does it feel? I mean, for me, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but for me, um, I think we've came a long way. Well, and at first, think, let me uh, let me say this: I should have made this clear because then everybody's gonna be like, "Damn, Bentley, you're jumping to like saying like you know, uh, being black and that." No, it's because I know you know we know each other, and I know that yeah. how you've always felt you know about where. Uh, my race, my yeah, race in America. Yes. So, yeah. yes, that's where that <laughs> is coming from. Because I didn't want to, you know, people to think like I'm jumping the... Like you're prejudiced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, oh, no, no, no. Black people feel this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, exactly, nah. So Damn, we already really? know each other. <laughs> Damn, Bentley. Damn, Bentley. Damn, be all prejudiced. What the fuck are you doing, Bentley? Like, you nah. Get, you get a show and you start <laughs> judging people like that? All right, all right. I see how you do. But nah, uh, you know what I mean. I, I know what you mean. Um, and to answer it honestly... Um, I feel like we've came a long way even when Obama got elected. I felt like, yo, what? Uh, it, just, it blew my mind. It, it was definitely like a staple. And for me to be around here for it, uh, to be able to tell like my kids, somebody else's kids about it, like, yo, I was here for the first black president. Um, you know, the, it's a sad day that he had to, you know, once he got out of office. Um, because he's not only because he was the first black president, but because he was the first... He was, he was a great president at that, uh, in my book. I mean, there was a lot of uh, setbacks. There was a lot of, um, you know, hardship that he had to overcome. Um, and not everybody liked him. A lot of people still don't like him, which is fine. You know, I don't judge. But um, for I me... he was the flyest uh, president we've had. The flyest? Yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely one, definitely one of those. Nerd, he, dude, knew, I mean, how to hoop. <laughs> have you ever seen how he shot a three, dude? Yeah, yeah. He was like, he the flick of the wrist. He was, he's definitely um, relatable. Like, a lot of people oh, can relate. Yeah, big so, time. as far as, like, wanting to, having someone like that wanting to be your president, it definitely makes it a lot easier. Because, oh, of course, like, yeah. it's someone you could relate to, you know? It's not someone, like, who's all super political and just stuck up, you know what I mean? It's somebody that's like, hey... My problems are your problems. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah. So for me, it, it's definitely kind of like a sad day, especially with, like, the new president uh, elected. And uh, it's such a difference, you know, from having, like, what we were used to for the past eight years to now, it's going to be different. So uh, as far as MLK, get, MLK Day goes, um, I guess now if I look at it in retrospect, um, it, uh, to me it has a lot more sentimental value because I could see America getting away from those kind of like values as far as like black American history because I mean our history is part of American history you know as as well as like um, other race races you know in America as well and I know like my I have a younger sister she's uh, in college um, and she tells me about like a lot of stuff she learns in college and even in high school and a lot of the stuff in those books that they're changing, you know. I've it's being filtered now. Definitely being filtered, and it's weird because yeah. when you're when you were younger, you never thought that would happen. Yeah. When you were younger, studying like, um, so uh, what was it? Social studies. When you're studying like history, when you're studying math, you didn't think, oh, they're gonna change these books to no, 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 to no. where it's like gonna be completely erased. You think that's like the staple of you know yeah. history. And now you're hearing about all oh, these books are being changed and like America, the history of America is being changed. It's like, what do we have? You know what I mean? What's going to happen? You know, so it definitely, I mean, sitting here, me talking about it to you is putting it in perspective for me. And it, it kind of goes back to even just music. And like, that is like our history. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to, if you want to go back and you look at the history of hip hop and you look at like how hip hop evolved. Um, and you look how how far that's came. came. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like that. You can't you can't talk. You can't say, oh, well, hip hop didn't start this way. Hip hop didn't start that. It did start a certain way. And even though like we have new generational hip hop artists like Little Yachty and like um, 
Lil Uzi Vert and things like that. You know, Kodak Black, Twenty One Savage. Those are like those are like the new generational, right? Yeah. You know, people like them, people don't like them. Um, the reason I'm laughing is because the interview he did with the Breakfast Club. Um, oh yeah. Kodak Black. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. But it, it, it's just like you know those artists. I mean, I don't know if they're just saying it for just hype, but they'll be like, oh, well, you know, that old school stuff, it's played out. You know, this is a new generation. But regardless whether it's played out, it's the history. You still have to acknowledge it. You still have to give them credit where credit's due. You can't just be like, oh, well, you know, the Civil War never happened. You know, that's old. It's so old. It never happened. You know what I mean? It happened. You got to recognize where you came from to where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Pay homage. So, the same thing goes for, like, African-American history. You know, we have this MLK Day so we can remember where we came from. We can remember, you know, what happened in the past. We don't, we don't, um, we don't say it never happened. It definitely happened, and we're, we're, we've came a long way from it, but that's the point is we came from it. So, that's kind of, like, um, where I'm at with it. It's, it's putting it in perspective for me that it's actually, like, our history is changing, um, you know, and it kind of it holds more value to me, so that I can teach it to my son and or my daughter. Or, you know, when I get older, I can pass it on, um, and hopefully, it hasn't changed so much to where the, that the person I'm teaching it they can grasp. You know, the concept of yeah, 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 of what it was. You know, because that's important. It's very important. Um, and we're under a lot of scrutiny. We're under we came through a long way, and um, you know, I feel for my people, and I'm I'm here. You know, just like you, and I'm here uh, to represent um, through music, however I got to do it. You know, through music, um, you know, whether I'm, I used to teach a couple years ago. I was a teacher, um, and so whether I'm a teacher, whatever my job is, you know, I'm still going to pass knowledge, you know, regardless. Because, you know, there's no sense in you growing up, growing all this knowledge. As you as you grow older, you should grow wiser. Once yeah. you grow wiser, you got to teach somebody, you know. Me and my cousin, we have this saying. I'm sure plenty of people say it all the time, but it's each one teach one. You know, you reach somebody, you teach them. Um, so, you know, you meet somebody, you teach them the, the wisdom that you've learned. So, you know, not to preach or anything, but it's just, you know, that's where I'm at mentally um, at this point in time. With me, the, the, you know, I think, I think uh, <clears throat> it was Obama's last days, but I think it's... Um, I never had nothing, you know, I think for everybody thinks the president walks in and it's like his decision, whatever he says goes. Yeah. And it doesn't work that day. That way you have a Congress, you have all these other stuff. So I think if he could, he would have made more change. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't hold nothing against him. You get what I'm saying? I do think there is a lot of things he could have done different. Yeah. But just like any other leader, you get what I mean? He swallows it, he takes it, you move on. You get what I mean? That's not, that comes with part of being a, a leader. You get what I'm saying? And in, I think I've read that in pretty much every single uh, leadership, you know, um, article. article, book, anything you read about leadership is, you know, there's going to be decisions that, you know, are wrong or bad. You know what I mean? They're not always going to be right, but you have to move on with it. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't oh, just. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, he, he did the best he could. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I give him that. But even then, when it comes to the MLK day, to me, yeah. um, the reason I ask is because, you know, that's the type of leaders I look up to. You get what I'm saying? When it comes to, I always wonder why uh, Malcolm, Malcolm X never had, you know, his own day. But mm -hmm. I think it's because of his mentality. His mentality was probably more, you know what I'm saying? Like, Violent. F the day. I don't need a day. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to make a statement. Right, right. You get what I mean? Definitely. So I get it. I, de I definitely get it. Yeah. But, um. When it comes to the MLK Day, to me, it's always been like whenever MLK Day comes around, to me, it's like, uh, like, uh, it is possible to make a, a statement a, a in this nation. Yeah, it is possible. I can um, see that. And for me, it's you know, being Latino, you know, mm -hmm. in this nation, um, it 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 shows a lot of, that it is possible no matter what the Curtain, certain the current circumstances we're going through. Yeah. Uh, with our what what's about to happen with, you know. Trump. Yes. So <laughs> it's like it is possible. You gonna be it could yeah. happen. It, it could happen. We've been you know, through a lot worse. You yeah. Know? We've been through a lot worse as a as a country. Yeah. So um, it can happen, and you know, if it, it just takes that leader to be like, 
or that person to be like a change is gonna happen you know or yeah. we're gonna do this or we're gonna do that yeah. so uh, that's every time MLK Day comes around to me it, it's a sign of hope and a sign of it can't happen yeah so that's that's, that's why I wanted to talk about it because especially being like right it's landing all everything's landing right now mm-hmm. like it's a mix of three things Obama's about to be out you know he was the first black president mm-hmm. then you got MLK you know, MLK day and then you got a dude who's about to be you know the president who's like a big against Latinos type of deal yeah. just like a mix of emotions for me yeah. but at the same time I've always seen MLK day as a, as a sign of possibility and change you know yeah, like, like anything that. is possible you I know like- so, but I always did think like, oh, you see, I always like Malcolm though. Malcolm X, man. Because Malcolm like, was he had he had a, a bigger, uh, I would say like more forceful, kind of like way at it. You know, yeah. kind of fueled your your anger. I mean, yeah, he I fought. Like, I, I think he fought anger with anger, right? Yeah, I, I, I when I like Malcolm too, but I I definitely liked him you had, because I, he was a more. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't even explain. You see, honestly. what I've learned to do is, like I said, they're both leaders that I've always like, you know, yeah. look up to. You know, like read about their stuff and how they approach you yeah. know, things. But the thing I've learned about both of them is, I take a little bit from each one of them mm-hmm. to make you know a style. You get what I mean? Um, you can't let somebody run over you, which yeah. is what uh, Malcolm would do. Malcolm wouldn't let nobody run him over. Yeah. Uh, you got to learn how to also be. Um, you know what I'm saying? You got to be kind, too, which is yeah. what MLK taught. You yeah. Know what I mean? You got to be, you know. Respect. You can't fight anger with anger or you're going to hate with hate. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think that touch that M, uh, MLK brought was love. You know what I'm saying? Like you got you fight it with a different angle. Right, right, right. So exactly. it, it just, I, I've learned from both of them. So that's how I get, you know, I wanted to bring that up and talk about that. So Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Pretty crazy. Um, to end this, I wanted to actually ask you about what do you, how do you feel about this um, Soldier Boy and uh, Chris Brown boxing ah, match? Stop! <laughs> I don't know, man. Honestly, uh, I caught up with it like maybe about a week ago. I watched like all the videos. I didn't even think it was real. About a week ago. Week about ago. A Supposedly, week ago. it is gonna happen. Man, know. it's crazy. So. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a publicity stunt. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But I thought it was stupid, you know, for Soldier Boy to be all in the hood trying to, you know, flex and all that stuff. And then you get your shit rocked. So, you know, that's what happens when you be ignorant. But uh, it is what it is. Honestly, I think Breezy would put put them hands on, on Soldier Boy. He's a little weak. To me, to me, dude, I'm a boxing fan. So to me, it's sad, dude. Yeah. To see that and to see where the boxing sport is at, dude. Yeah. That people are more excited about, about celebrity that boxing than a fucking boxer's yeah. boxing. Like, I've always sad. wanted to get into boxing personally, like as like just a, a way to express like anger or whatever I'm feeling. Uh, so I've always like loved like the act, the active sport of boxing. No, I don't know. So I think <laughs> if Soldier Boy was to take it up, I don't think he would take it as seriously as the sport intends. That it's intended for, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he would get his shit rocked, and it is sad. It is definitely sad, but hey, you know, Chris Brown he said it best. He said, "You need your ass whooped." So you know, if he needs his ass whooped, we'll see what happens. But I think Chris Brown caught him. Yeah, he'll, I, he'll rock. He'll, he'll rock his world really quick. You think so? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. We'll see. Honestly, I, I didn't know what to think of it. Like I said, I just caught up with the videos like about a week ago, and. uh it was just surreal, like, wow, like, really? This, yeah, is, this cool. is where we're at? But, you know, I, I'm really trying to stay relevant, trying to make, you know, statements and stuff. So it is what it is, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm kind of excited to see that match because. You and I both. <laughs> I ain't going to pay for it, yeah, but, but I'm streaming. Down? Nah. Nah. I, ain't no, ain't I no. will be a disrespect to the sport I love, which is so? for me to put money on that. <laughs> I feel you, man. But other than that, man, Jeff, I appreciate you coming to kick it with me, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, like I said, um, you're always welcome here. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I look forward to more, uh, you know, podcasts and future uh, link-ups, you know what I'm saying? For everybody that uh, is new to my music, you can go follow me at Y Influence. I'm Tell them where they can find you. Instagram. I'm on SoundCloud, Y Influence. Um, I got some tracks up there. I'll, I'll post some new ones for you guys. Uh, 
I'll be posting a lot more new music and uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make some some shit happen, man. We'll link up in the future. And don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we're not hearing me rap anymore. That's oh, not gonna man. happen. <laughs> oh, I won't say never. I was looking forward to. No, 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 you I, gotta get you drunk enough. We get yeah, you drunk, drunk enough. enough. Probably I, I'll, I'll start like <laughs> doing some crazy shit. All right, bad. but um, thank you again, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. Catch our next episode next week. We are on a roll now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it took us about a while to get back on the on the roll of the episodes, but it's because the beginning of the year, everybody's drunk, jobs and all that stuff. You know how it goes. Slackers, but. Thank y'all, everybody. Peace. Love. Y'all stay true. <laughs> 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 <laughs>